0: Dry martini. Oui, monsieur? Wait. Three measures of Gordon's,
1: one of vodka, half a measure of quinoa lily. Shake it over ice and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Yes, sir. Had a dream about Daniel Craig.
0: Okay, before you finish or start yeah, talking about it, sure, is it something we need to hear? Was Daniel Craig clothed?
1: I will start. I will. I will premise with this. Okay, non-sexual. Thank God. Okay, so, continue. Just so everyone can relax. Not so, like not it wouldn't anything- be
0: surprising if you had a sexual dream about
1: Daniel Craig. I mean, we're all human, exactly. But and people can only do so much. I had here's, here's here's what's weird about my dream about Daniel Craig, <laughs> is that even in the dream, I had a sense of like I have been thinking to myself how how intentionally silly this project is, <laughs> and but how much more time it's been taking up than I anticipated it would, and how much effort I've been putting into it in a kind of maniacal way, and then thinking about. Like it would be funny if I had a dream if Daniel Craig was in my dreams so even in the dream I had a sense of like my brain was doing a bit you know like I was kind of dreaming sarcastically you yeah know? but I l- still did legitimately dream. do you want to know what it was i uh, kind of yeah is See? it that, that that's that's good improv you've got a yes and me on this yeah
0: like is it is it is it a is it a is it a, is it a, is it a- is it a Sam dream that we don't need to know about, or is it something that that well, if def- you share it will be better for you?
1: I think I'd benefit from sharing it. Share away. I'm um, all he is, and so is Christine. It was my. I'm pretty sure it's my birthday. Okay. And someone got me a. Someone got me the present, and what it was was a visit from Daniel Craig. <gasps> we were also weirdly in a supermarket at the time, but that didn't really play into the plot of it. Okay. But what it wasn't just Daniel Craig, it was multiple Daniel Craigs, and each one of them was him from a different one of his films. <laughs> so there were like three Bond Craigs, right? Okay. And we've discussed before how I think emotional I would be if I ever actually met Daniel Craig. Understandably, yes. In a, because I've artificially created a level of interest in him through doing this podcast that <laughs> would not have been there otherwise. And I go, and so I go up to one of them, right? And which one? Uh, it was one of the bonds. Okay, he's just in a tux. I don't know. Yeah, make of that what you will.
0: Was he in a tux? Then it's Casino Royale. Because if he wasn't in a tux, is he never
1: in a tux in any other.
0: No, he's in a tux in most of them, but okay. in
1: but that wouldn't be his emblematic outfit.
0: No, because he's not in a, he's not in a tux. The emblematic one... in the poster for the new one or Spectre. No.
1: The Skyfall emblematic one is his like green rain jacket from the end. Yeah, the and Spectre is the beige suit.
0: Would it be though? Because Spectre, they, I think. No, I feel, the, I feel like most that's recent, the iconic one. The most, I think, is Spectre the most recent one that came out. Yeah, it'd be the turtleneck from in the snow when he's flying that plane and crashed mm, the plane.
1: Kind of because
0: that was the poster for Spectre, wasn't it?
1: I think there were multiple posters. Okay. I'm pretty sure at least one of them was the beige. Skyfall.
0: Outrage. I would go with the gray suit from the train scene at the
1: start. You know what? All, we haven't got that yet. They're they all iconic. He looked good. I'll drop I'll drop this right now. You know, at the, in that train scene from the beginning of Skyfall where yep. he smashes down through the train mm. and fixes up his cuffs mm-hmm. as he lands. Daniel Craig improv that. Understandable. He just came he up with it. He is an actor. Because he was just in the role so much he acted it. And it was <laughs> one of my favorite moments from his Bond movies. So I go mm. up to Bond Craig in yes, the dream. you approach right? him. I'm nervous. And I'm about to tell him, like, about the podcast oh. and stuff. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm about to explain, like, explain to this, you know, icon, the role they've played, weirdly, in my life for the last who knows how long, or <laughs> well, three months. But, and I'm on the verge of doing that when a bat flies into the room and starts. Flying everywhere, everybody freaks out. Everybody scatters. I'm freaking out as well. The bat, which then becomes very small, lands on my face, and I can feel it like cl- clutched onto my cheek. Right, I'm. I've fallen over. I have to try and pull it off. I can feel this furry, clickety thing, and I, it takes me a while. And I manage to rip it off and I throw it, and it flies away. I get back up. Daniel Craig's gone, and I never got. To say anything to him. Are all the Daniel Craig's gone? They're, everyone's gone. It's just me there yeah. now.
0: Okay. What do you think that means?
1: It fucking means something. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to mean... <laughs> That's a weird Yeah. Like, it's complete. Like There's a whole story there. Is I'm not there? sure what it means. There's an event. I think it's something about... I the think experience it's something about... Being, being on the verge of of being able to explain yourself to some sort of authority figure and maybe maybe being on the precipice of feeling understood in a way, and seen in a way that maybe you never have before. But then something inexplicable and weird and that you cannot understand just comes in and fucks with everything. And there's always something that in a way that you can't predict or ever yeah. really understand holds you back from breaking through into... Participating in what maybe if you ever got there would feel like the real sort of grand narrative of life, like where the real thing is happening, you know? Yep. Which is definitely where Daniel Craig lives in all our minds. Yeah. Mm hmm. I don't Or like, it was just
0: a really weird dream. But sorry, you don't like what?
1: I don't like. Being this interested in someone. Because <laughs> 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 I think we've discussed before, I think I've said before how I've, like, I've never been that particularly interested in Daniel Craig. That was the joke. That was the joke at the start of this. But now we you are invested we in his life. We weren't that into Daniel Craig. So it's funny to watch all of his movies, even though we love a whole bunch of them. And he's obviously a cool dude. He's Britain's back. And I've never been into any... Famous person in that sort of fan. You never way. fangirled. No. Whereas now, what we are basically doing is doing a teenage girl approach to an actor. Not. That there's anything wrong with that. Not at just all. not really our thing. Yeah, or but, a healthy thing, or or in a way healthy, especially yeah. when you're a grown ass man <laughs> with other shit to do. Like, I'm pretty busy outside of this. But I'm, here's my other. Here's the other thing I realized though, that I think, I think I've also always resisted. Being that into, or being that interested in, or invested in, you know, actors, people, in especially like individuals, like you can, you can see yourself being, like, consciously resistant. I don't know if I'm consciously resistant, but I think I might be subconsciously resistant. Okay. And my theory is because when you really, really like someone, that inherently makes you vulnerable.
0: It gives them the chance to. Gives them the chance to, to hurt to you. you. It
1: gives other people the chance to. Hurt you by if you demonstrate your affection for this thing, and they can say, "Oh, he liked Daniel yeah. Craig." Whereas we, he was in Love and Rage. Yeah, exactly. And A Kid in King Arthur's Court, a film that even he admits in his biography isn't that great. <laughs> even though Kate Winslet was in it, the same year she won the London Critics Film, London Critics Film Society Award or something for Best Actress. Well, she she did, did also do Titanic, I guess. Yeah, but that's Kate Winslet, not Daniel Craig. But now
0: He wasn't in Titanic. Imagine Daniel Craig in Titanic.
1: Whereas if you maintain this sort of perpetual sort of sarcastic approach, cold, to aloofness him. to everything where you're too cool for it, as See, we are, I think then you can't be you can't be
0: hurt. I think this is a this is a good learning experience, so you get to experience at once. Yeah. The cherishment of a single individual who you'll never meet, quite possibly never meet. Possibly.
1: Yeah. Like, but it's, but it, so, so then the question is: Is there something here I need to learn, you no. know, about myself? Do you feel as though you've changed? As because I've never made myself vulnerable in this way, ever. And now I know that you. And who knows what unprocessed things I have, you know, at a subconscious level that can only be expressed through this kind of uh, obsession. <laughs> and i and i would consciously <laughs> never allow allow myself to do that but what's happened now is my subconscious has done a judo ninja move on me and made me think i was just innocently starting a silly podcast when it would actually ultimately turn into something that makes me have to confront you know aspects of my own do you, you know, fear that,
0: fallibility do you fear that by um realizing and embracing this Level of vulnerability that something's going to change about you, and when we finish this podcast, you won't return to regular Sam. Well, you can never go back, Isaac. You can't go back, but do you feel as though this has opened up new?
1: <laughs> it's, it's like new, the... <laughs> new avenues in your life. <laughs> it's like the dean looking at Dalmatians. It's <laughs> like, better not awaken anything. In <laughs> I don't know. He feels like I think. I think he has. Daniel Craig, in my mind, has a very paternal energy. He now does. in his older, in his older form. And remember something about that because this also started as an escape from coronavirus, and the world is all bad now. Everyone Sorry, seems to have decided that. I don't know. I've forgotten. Yeah. So maybe it's nice to have this person who's this sort of, you know, sort of strong paternal force who tell who can tell you everything's going to be all right. Maybe and it's that.
0: I like that we're in this knowing. That it's going to end with everything being all right. It is, because gonna... despite the <laughs> terrible things we've had to witness
1: and are about to talk about and are on we're this about episode, to talk
0: about, we know it's going to be okay. Yeah, because we've lived through the recent years of when it is actually okay.
1: That's what Daniel Craig represents. Yeah, growth. A ju- a, a a story of growth of challenges, but ultimate. Uh, ultimate success through fully knowing thyself, which is what he would have had to do in order to transform himself through all these And roles. we've got to
0: see him learn that. Is and this, that teaches us something.
1: Is this too personal?
0: I
2: think
1: you're, we trying, you're,
0: you're making it quite personal. I'm not making it. You dreamt
1: about Daniel Craig. Yeah, I didn't make myself dream about him. It just happened. Okay. And do you, I, do you think about him when you go to bed? Not on purpose. But it just comes in. You're like, oh, that reminds me of Daniel well no that's the thing because I just like update all the social media accounts every day and stuff it's just always anyway he's always
0: in the forefront you've seen that
1: picture beautiful but artwork by all I'll say when <laughs> all i say is when we started this I didn't anticipate it translating into this very strange personal sort of psychodrama within myself that's sort of in, that's sort of infused with wider narratives of sort of geopolitics as a like he's as a as like a, a a vector through which to interpret everything, but I, that is that is my want, and it's a very irritating want. But yeah, you can't, you can't change your want. You can't. You can suppress it, but you shouldn't. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I. Review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. (laughs) And I'm Isaac. And this is the latest episode of Craigslist, where we are taking a time out Mm -hmm. from all the stresses of the world and of life to just kick back and watch every movie, our guy Daniel Craig. Britain's best actor, Daniel Craig. Britain's best actor, Daniel Craig, has ever been in. Not starred, been in. Just been in Mm -hmm. at all. Welcome back, Craig Keisterdors. Ooh. We don't say that very often. We came up with that great name. We do I think Craigslist is a
0: great name for the for the thing. Yeah. We do we have like a do we have do we foresee a fan base listening to this podcast Isaac, who we would appreciate have being called fan. Craig Easter
1: I know of at least three Craig Easter Ooh. And where two of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Hundreds, if not three, okay, three then, people. Okay, then I know of five Craig Easter <laughs> There's Christine, long-time listener. We know she's out there. I've got a friend who lives in Barcelona who's been enjoying the show. Nice, and has commented multiple times on how much they got out of it. Listen to the Obsession episode, which oh. I'm very impressed with, and now the whole re- thing. Um, uh, uh, enough of it to know that they want to watch the movie. No, it sounds so they awful. should
2: not watch the movie.
1: That's what we're doing this
0: for—to help people avoid things that they shouldn't have to do. No, I think I think I think watch it. <laughs> My younger brother has started listening to the podcast.
1: Hey, that's another Craig Easter door. Which is
0: another Craig Easter door. And several people at work have decided to use it on their morning commute. No whether they will, Whether they will keep to this or not is up to them once they listen to the Obsession episode.
1: Yeah. See, you've got to find places to start. I think the intro to this episode will be the real test of who keeps <laughs> listening to the podcast. Well... Imagine if that's the first thing you listen to. The You're first... Like, What the f- I thought this was going to be fun and lighthearted. The first one that my
0: younger brother listened to was the Tomb Raider episode where we speak for at least an hour before we even start
1: talking about Tomb Raider
0: at all. Like, we don't even mention it.
1: I've had a few people do that, yeah. Well, not even Tomb Raider, just Daniel Craig. Takes us a long time to talk about Daniel Craig. (laughs) But at least we're talking about him straight up here. Now, people wish we hadn't talked about Daniel Craig straight up because it got so weird so quickly. It did. It got intense. We have also been getting some love on Patreon. Oh! We're officially- Tasty officially got got some patrons going oh, we'll have to release episodes now yeah yeah well we'll be putting up another episode on there next week at least every two weeks there'll be some bonus content on patreon and i thought i should try and mention this stuff up front because no one's listening to the end of these I'm exactly sure. so we should if you are interested, we'll do the credits at the start of the film yeah yep. let's do that so if you are interested in becoming a patron exceptional thieves forward slash no patreon.com forward slash exceptional thieves And for low, low, low $5 a month, you will get all of our bonus episodes. That will include all of the uh, TV movies and the TV show, Our Friend in the North, and a few other bonus things we'll be putting on there as well. Um, uh, One of our patrons has emailed to say how much they love Our Friends in the North. Ooh. And they're very excited for us to be watching that. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, so someone who's
0: actually seen one of the films that we haven't heard of.
1: Before. I'm I'm excited that there's someone out there who's clearly big time Craig Heisterdorff if they're across, you know, our friends in the north. So maybe just to just to keep you know the patrons happy, maybe we should do an episode on an episode per episode, <laughs> and then we'll just do. Well, what we could do is like
0: installments. Like we'll watch an episode, review it real quick. Talk about it. Come watch the next one. Uh, so we'll do a right. day. Min- Minnesota. How many
1: episodes are there? There are four. Six? I don't, Six? I don't know. You'd think I would know. I'm, you I, would I, think you would know. I meant know. to know everything. You but. do know a lot about Daniel um, Craig. So if you, anyone who's not familiar with Patreon, if you become a patron, you will be able to access a special RSS feed. And mm-hmm. so where you post that into your podcast player or whatever, and then you're will able you able to access all of our episodes through your normal podcast purveyor or oh, whatever no. it is Look at that technology uh, we're available in a lot of places now now i, I used to say oh we're, we're on itunes soundcloud now i say we are wherever you get your podcasts because we're also on stitcher we're on google play and they all like propagate through other things as well so i just say we're, we are wherever, wherever you, you
0: where well, your trusted podcast location your trusted
1: po- yeah because the thing is if if we're not who cares like, if, that, <laughs> like, if that's not true if
0: someone's made the effort to search where they usually get their it, podcast and, and when, it hasn't happened um, like, they'll
1: probably google it they'll either find it somewhere else or no no harm no loss exactly. so you know it's just easier <laughs> that way Ah, um, oh, Daniel yeah it's weird in a way I've gotten so used to the idea that no one is listening if it, it turned out that there is an audience that would actually kind of freak me out like the idea that like people that are listening I like
0: that whilst we're making them We don't know about an audience. Yeah. So that you don't have to worry about it. Like Mm -hmm. right now, I don't think Daniel will ever listen to us. If he did, if I knew Daniel was
1: listening... If I I could not know.
0: Yeah. I'd rather finish it and then someone tell me, hey...
1: Just someone from his management gets in touch and be like, Daniel's been
0: listening. He's loved it. Daniel and Rachel are big fans. Mm. And then we'd be like, well, why didn't he call us five weeks ago and come on an episode?
1: Dude, if you should come in halfway through boosted our downloads, we'd be rolling (laughs) in cash by now. Um, But, so, we'll get to our movie very soon, which is The Mother. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: 2002? No, 2003-ish. 2003 movie, The Mother. A very interesting film. Um, But, just before we get started on that, I do have a very quick return to our segment, a reading from the Book of Internet. Oh! Now... Um, oh yeah! So people might have enjoyed this segment before or not. We have no way of
0: knowing. Does this segment have a theme song? Uh, like every time we have a segment, does a, a little theme song like come up? Reading from internet.
1: A re, a re- uh, a reading from the book of the internet. Something like that. I liked it. I but liked it. I will. I'll sample that and play that exact same <laughs> just audio <laughs> clip of me every time. Um, so. These are TikTok comments. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what i reading is.
0: Look, I'm really yeah. glad that you found a use for your TikTok account. TikTok is cool, man. It's the strangest place to get a reading from the internet.
1: Yeah, well, it's something I found. I was like, oh, this would be fun to talk about. For the and- second time that this... Yeah, TikTok comments. Um, because, and what this plugs into okay. is, Isaac, as as you would know, we are old. We're getting there. We're getting on. And we're, and we're millennials. We are. And one of the real shifts that's happened just recently, I feel like in the last like six months to a year, is Gen Z, the younger generation, as in the one below us. Coming into themselves. Are starting, you Coming to themselves, coming to find their voice, and people are starting to see the distinction. Mm-hmm. To the point where Gen Z can now make fun of us. <laughs> I have right. also noticed this. So this is an example of, and, and someone tweeted this. I didn't actually find it on TikTok. But um, it's an example of, this is how Gen Z talks about us on TikTok. <laughs> They'd be 34 talking about, I'm a Hufflepuff. Like, grow up and do a line of coke already. <laughs> <laughs> next comment. And they say doggo. And the next the next comment. Or that BuzzFeed knows their favourite wine. <laughs> or their people that still say adulting. Millennials will attack you if you disrespect their Harry Potter house. Yeah, this this. is this, that's true. This is my favourite. They're worried about their Harry Potter houses, but they live in a one-bedroom apartment. You're worried about the wrong houses. <laughs> And they always say they have a combined house, like Griffin Claw or something. Like they miss the whole point. <laughs> what about the ones that name their kids after video game characters? <laughs> millennials are monsters and I stand by that. <laughs> I think everyone I think every generation can agree that millennials were a mistake. <laughs> what? They're all like, oh, I hate adulting. Just give me a slice of pizza and wine. It's like, sis, Rebecca, you are 32 and an alcoholic. Please sit down. <laughs> My hatred towards millennials is indescribable. (laughs) Millennials be like, yikes, I'm adulting right now. Oh, I need to go get avocado toast.
0: See, I've never Um, been about the avocado toast.
1: No, but we as a group are. Yeah. All they do is drink wine, post cringy 90s kid memes, and talk about tech startups and lie. (laughs) Uh there's some good burns. There's some good burns in there. Most, mostly truths. We, I feel pretty roasted. I got to say. I feel happy that
0: the children who mm. are technically still children, yeah, are able to do this.
1: Do, well, you say children. A bunch of them are 24. But yeah. Oh, it's weird. Um, just thinking about yeah. it is weird. Yeah. What's fun about that is we've done multiple of those things on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that the things that are annoying Gen Z do annoy me as well. I well, hate, that's good. I hate doggo. Yeah, I don't say Why the do word people doggo? say It's not fun. It's just a dog. Like, what are you doing? Mm. But what's fun about this, though, is... The word dog is already quite cute. It has become propagated that Gen Z are now... Have, like, they've become self-aware. Yeah. And are now, <laughs> They're now us. They're now own generation. And so now... And there's just very unself-aware millennials who are just totally, really triggered by it. <laughs> And like going back at them, like, well, if you had to grow up with nine eleven and the Iraq War and the financial crisis, then maybe you, blah 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 blah. No, 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 no. That's you're what doing. We, that's what we're supposed to. You're not doing, be doing the thing. <laughs> like a bunch of millennials just immediately became boomers and just started like, <laughs> no, no, no. You, young people, have to do this. You have like, if you if you're gonna stay cool, you have to let people who are younger than you mercilessly make fun of you forever. Like that's just the deal. We could be the first generation to break the cycle. But it, it, it won't happen. It won't happen. It won't happen. The cycle will be eternal,
0: and we all worship the cycle. You know who no one
1: makes fun of. Who Daniel Craig? How could you? Exactly. What could you say? He's Britain's best actor. There's not much. He's there's not much you could make fun of actually. Um.
0: No. Every every poor film decision has been made in an effort to get where he needs to get, and he got there. We know well, he got there.
1: Yeah, and, but I think all of his poor – any of his films that we don't like or didn't turn out great, maybe with the exception of A Kid in King Arthur's Court, <laughs> are understandable. You,
0: yeah, you make like, that decision, you see the script, you're like, yeah, very, this could be an, a, good, a good thing to go for. They're very
1: respectable choices. And now as he's a respectable guy. He's respectable. And now as we're getting into, like, what, 12-odd theatrically released movies, mm-hmm. it's just – even though there's some misses in there for our money, it's just a very rich – filmography he's putting together and very sort of thoughtful choices as well
0: you know it feels like he he reads a script before he says yes yeah and it annoys me that there are actors who don't like nicholas cage
1: well i think i think i think just so many people will be like well he was james bond and the only other thing he was in was i guess layer cake and lara croft and they kind of think that's what his career was Mm, defines. Yeah, well, well, that's sort of the Bond era, like as in mm. before, like he got Bond, so then everything else. But before that, he just all they know is Lara Croft, When the whole time he's and what's he's interesting about acting. this movie is he's, he's he's done with the mother, what we're talking about today. He's done um, Lara Croft, which he obviously hated, but Hollywood movie, and he's done Road to Perdition, mm. a legitimately great our number one movie so far, a legitimately yep. great mob movie where he's a main character pretty much, yeah, at least in the first half. And then he's continued to go back to do this. Like he hasn't tried to capitalize on that into more, I guess, like potentially superficial. I think he's terrified of superficial movies. And he's really, I think that really came through in the interview on the DVD of the mother that we just watched, (laughs) where he really comes across how, much he thinks about his characters. character. And he can tell the you script th- itself. Yeah, he can tell mm. you their whole backstory and all all sorts of things.
0: Which most actors should be able to do that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but it's a it's so, a it's a class of movie in which that is either required or useful, and he is consistently choosing movies in that class, even mm. if they're ultimately not good. Yes, it's a well. He has a process constructed. Film he thinks about or idea for a film. Mm you got
0: to let a script
1: touch you a little bit before you commit to it. We watched Joker the other night. Good film. With my dad. And you liked it? He loved it. Good man. And, and you liked
0: it the second time?
1: I did. Good. Very interesting rewatching it in the current climate, quote-unquote. Okay. You know, with all the protests and everything. And it, it, it's depiction of sort of societal breakdown in that way. But my only comment is, we didn't say much during the movie, but at a certain point, it's just me and dad sitting there watching it. And my dad goes, oh, that's good acting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, dad. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It is good. acting. It is good. Say what you want about Joker. It's good acting. Yeah. Oh, one it's of a the good film. Uh, pick up from last week. I watched the Road to Perdition deleted scenes. Oh. Just on YouTube.
0: Were there more DC that we missed?
1: There, um, Little bits of DC. Okay. There's an in- interesting scene uh, where there's Anthony LaPaglia mm-hmm. as Al Capone. Mm-hmm. And it's him, Stanley Tucci, and Jude Law. And they're sort of giving Jude Law the job. It's the only time Jude Law's in the room with those guys. Okay. And what I didn't realise from that I watched, there's that little feet making off feature, Stanley Tucci is meant to be is Al Capone's right hand man.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we we knew he was going to Chicago where Al Capone yeah. was. Mm. Mm. I thought because of the fictionality of the story itself. Yeah. That Stanley yeah, Tucci was just, was a, just a fictional... the replacement for Al Capone yeah, in their story.
1: Because there's no other historical figures. No. Um Anthony Apolly does a great interest in coming in just for that cameo and then just got cut, which is a shame. But my favourite deleted scene is it's just a scene of Tom Hanks and his son at a diner mm-hmm. and it's when they're robbing the banks and mm-hmm. the son goes, Um, so when do I get my uh share of the cash? <laughs> Tom Hanks is eaten and he's like That happens in the movie and the kid go-
0: and he goes, How much do you want? Two hundred dollars. Yeah. And he goes could I get more? You'll never know. You'll never know. That's in the film, oh. but they do it in the old. No, they do that somewhere. That that is in the film.
1: Oh, the lines are in a different scene.
0: Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. I
1: missed it the first time. Yeah. No. <laughs> You'll never know.
0: Good line. Good line. Good film. Good acting. Tom Hanks. DC. Mm. That's the dream. Yeah. Never together again. Never together again in a film.
1: Tom Hanks and DC. No. Yet. Yet. There is Yet. plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks' Bond villain.
0: Ooh.
2: Tom
1: oh, Hanks', Hanks Bond. Almost. Almost. So today <laughs> we're talking about... Right, right, we've been talking for half an hour. Time to get Bam, on to the movie. In into the film. What do we got? Will, the Mother. I will try to cut some of that. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut my weird therapy session at the start. The Mother is a 2003 British drama film directed by Rocher michel Roger Mitchell. Well, it's not Mitchell because there's no T in it. Roger and, Mitchell. And this has been playing, Roger Michelle. And this has been playing on my mind because on the in the Daniel Craig biography titled Daniel Craig: Britain's Best Actor, it's misspelt the whole time as Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, unusual film. Yeah. Interesting people brought together for it. Written by this guy, Hanif Qureshi who I haven't seen any of his other movies. Apparently, they were all quite good. And Roger Michel um, directed this and Notting Hill. Strange combination of films. Not, you wouldn't watch Notting Hill and go, that's the guy. Yep. That's who we need for this. Uh, so spoilers for The Mother. We're going to spoil it. Um, I would say... Watch it if it's your kind of thing. Yeah, watch the trailer. I think it's very much not your kind of thing. It's very much not my kind of thing. So, And I'm going to encourage you to distinguish here between a movie being bad and a movie being not your <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> what
0: I, I'm confident in distinguishing that and saying that this is actually a bad film.
1: Really? Yeah. I think this is a good film. Okay. I think it's flawed. But I think this is a good film.
0: I think it was acted quite terribly. Really? Yeah. And I think that in an attempt to make conversations seem realistic and letting people just fluster their way through a lot of the things that they said and not say certain things. Some of the scripting
1: was a little bit strange. Yeah.
0: And like in the interview we watched of Daniel Craig where he mentions that Hanif's scripts are... He, he lets you have, have, have sort, a free reign on stuff. Yeah, they sort which, of
1: improvise it naturalistically at certain points. I
0: don't think that worked for this film. Okay.
1: All right. Well mm. And you're entitled to your opinion.
0: I am in, yes. And so are you.
1: Yeah. well, what a what a warm and supportive environment we're in here. Um I know. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it will deteriorate <laughs> as things go on. Okay. So as so, an as an overview, it's about an Older woman play, played by Anne Reed, who's about 65 and her long time her husband dies of a heart attack. They're in, they're in London visiting their children who've grown up and have families. And she has a terrible family that they go and visit mm-hmm. and over time and she develops a romantic relationship with Daniel Craig, who is younger. And, but he was also in a relationship with her daughter. And is also and married. A, and who is also married and it's very complicated and it's sort of the fallout from that. Yeah. Um. So, a tough watch in parts. A ch- well, I won't say tough, a challenging watch because it's challenging subject matter. It is challenging subject matter. Any movie that's going to be about you know, a sexual relationship with someone in their 60s who isn't Rod Stewart is that it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be yeah. difficult and that's and, and that is also kind of the point that's yeah i i can refer to the daniel Cray biography where he was concerned about you know how challenging this would be to do and 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 he went and spoke to Rocher michel and roger was like yeah that's the point that's the the point of this is that it's going to be kind of it's unusual and sort of difficult to sort of portray um and so, again, respectable, you know? Respectable choice to make. Daniel is doing this because he thinks it will be difficult. He's always trying to learn and grow. I respect him A real, so much. A real example for us all. I just respect him. I don't respect his character in this film very much. No, I don't respect any of the characters in this no. film. That's one of the hardest things to... Even the children. As in the little children? Yeah. Well, they, they were hardly in it, which I like Exactly. But, um, okay, so should we work through the movie?
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's do
1: it. But I get the sense that you don't want to spend too long
0: on this. We can talk about it. we got time. What are you doing later? Nothing. Cool. Me neither. Starts off with an elderly couple getting up in the morning. They're waking up. She has
1: clearly been awake for most of the night. It's muted greys and blues colours. It's very quiet. It's very British uh, And this is Anne, Anne Reed, It is very British The whole movie is very British Yep um, I think You know I think I'm biased Towards some of these movies Like Some Voices Because of how British it all is But and it's Some just Voices Does a good
0: job nostalgia. of Nostalgia like, m- Creating the feel Of being in London But
1: It's a good film
0: Sorry Yeah Yeah It's fine uh, So they get up in you the morning And um, It's made clear That she's basically Caring for her Yeah
1: and there's about Elderly husband. And there's about twelve years difference between the actors. Anne Reed, who was most known for like roles on Coronation Street and stuff like that before this. This before is this. this is kind of the biggest movie she was in. She got several awards for it. Except Hot Fuzz two thousand seven where she plays The Gardener. Sure. Leslie yeah. Tiller. Yeah, well I mean that that was clearly the peak of every or everyone's career who was in that movie, including Timothy Dalton. Completely understandable. Um
0: Definitely peak,
1: And her husband, Toots, played by... strangest
0: name for a husband.
1: Yeah. Don't know where that if came from. If you're writing a film and you want people to
0: respect this character who's about to die, let's call him Toots.
1: Yeah. Like the most emasculating name in the world. But anyway, <laughs> he's played by Peter Vaughan, who we... We all know from so Game of Thrones. From Game of Thrones. Uh, who has uh, passed away in 2016 oh, at the terrible. age of 93.
0: That's old.
1: Yeah, so Game of Thrones was his last role. Mm. Um That's real old. It is it's, it's pretty old. You can't complain about that, can you? You can't. How long was he acting for? Loads of
0: time. That's cool. Yeah. He would have been, been in
1: the first talkies. Probably he could have been if he wanted to, if yeah. he was if he was good at acting then. Without talking. Oh no, with talking. Yeah, talkies. Talking. What were they called before then? Movies. No, that's what The moving pictures. Oh, okay. They were the moving pictures. Did you have a moment in life when you realized that's why movies were called movies? You're like, oh, because they move.
0: <laughs> nah. Well, I had that moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, oh. Probably when I read like Brave New World and they have the feelies that they go and do. <laughs> and they have like hormones pumped into them. I was like, feelies. Oh, because movies. Because <laughs> they can move like not a painting. Um... <laughs> Oh, God.
0: Um, so, yeah, they go to London to visit their children. Visit their children.
1: They have a son and a daughter. It's made clear shit.
0: that they are not from London by her getting lost later on where she says, I'm not from London.
1: Yeah. And. Well, yeah. And also them traveling to London. Yeah, but they just and get think, in some bags. And, and their house is in, is set in Notting Hill. You reckon? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure I read that. So I think I actually read, it
0: looks a lot like the same sort of streets. There's so. some,
1: but where they were filming it wasn't in Notting Hill. So they've actually CGI'd Notting Hill doors outside the window <laughs> in a couple of scenes, which is which is a weird amount of effort to go to. But he just filmed Notting Hill. He's like, when I do movies in Notting Hill, they blow up. So we should do that again. It's <laughs> just part of my Notting hill verse. Is this after Notting Hill? Uh, yeah. Notting Hill was like '99. How? Um, just well, time passes, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess it's fine. And then you do one thing, then you do another thing, and that's just kind of how it goes. What what's your problem? This
0: is just such a different feel. It is. It's a, it is like a, a such a
1: different feel.
0: Like you even filmmaking wise, you would
1: never guess it's the same dude.
0: No, not at all. All right, but they come to visit their children. Like, why uh, are you
1: interested in it? Like, you would have to have a real interest in this movie to do it. And coming you off the back of like the biggest Richard Curtis movie of all time, <laughs> like. And what's weird is, and the cinematographer um, did, this was one of the first movies he, he ever did. And then he's gone on to do like, Thing, he'd done a couple of things with Danny Boyle. He did Sunshine and something else. But mm. then, now he's doing stuff like the RI, remember RIPD and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. And Divergent and that sort of thing. Jeez. He started with the mother and then he did Divergent. Well, oh, you, you can see you where it's coming from. You can from. see how it all Those comes together. Sequences. His name is Alwyn, which is fun. Alwyn?
0: Well. Alwyn. Or just his first no, name his, is Alwyn.
1: His fir- no, his first name is Alwyn. That's cool.
0: It yeah. sounds like an elf. I
1: said it like two names in order to enunciate it properly. Yeah. Because I am this, Al Wynn. This is an Yeah. What? Sorry, what? You're Alwyn? Yeah, I'm Alwyn. It's an audio audio medium. My name's Alwyn Wynn. Alwyn Wynn. Al Alwyn Wynn. Alwyn Wynn Al Alwyn. Al Alwyn. What are we doing? I don't know. Uh, they and come to, we've <laughs> his, And their son lives in a big, beautiful Notting Hill house. Yeah, the house is so big, the door is weirdly big. Did you notice that? It's very wide, the yeah. The door is like two doors wide <laughs> for their massive hallway. And like, this is London. Do you own Apple? How do you have this house? This is <laughs> insane. And the I think the relationships between all the family members are very well done. I think the relationship between the
0: son and the parents, the Mm -hmm. son and his wife, the wife and the parents. I don't like the relationship between the daughter and just because I don't think that. Okay, I don't don't think.
1: Well, the daughter comes into it more as as the film progresses. I really I liked the initial shot of when the the daughter in law opens the door to them just after having a shower. Her hair's wet. She's obviously not ready for them, Mm. and just the fact that she doesn't say anything just immediately communicates ah. no one's that excited that you guys are here, you know? <laughs> and that that was a really cool way to entrance. That she's like, oh, yeah. "Oh, you're very early. Yeah, yeah, c- come in, come in." Yeah, like, I I think there was lots of really effective subtlety in the way lots of these scenes were were done, and the way they were. I liked the sort of naturalistic play where people are sort of talking over each other a little bit, and it and you just, you, you felt like you were just sort of watching. You I didn't feel like you were watching a scene written. Forward. You felt Maybe like you were was...
0: watching a family interact. Yeah. But an estranged family interact. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and usefully interact. Like it's mo- still moving the story forward. The way in which they're estranged, I think, is really interesting. Like it's, a, it's I think so an estranged too. family, mm. but they shouldn't be estranged. Like they all, no one's divorced. They all live relatively near each they've,
0: other. They've, uh, to this point, done nothing to affect negatively on each other's lives.
1: No, but just somehow they've fallen apart. Mm. The, at least the two children are just incredibly self-centred. Yeah. And so... It's sort some... of
0: made um, in little parts of conversation to seem as though the parents were quite distant from the children and that the yeah. husband was quite distant from her. But, Can't, they, yeah, but they do, I don't think the they beginning. do that enough to be like, what? it's not mm. made enough that the parents feel entitled to their children's love. Yeah, It's just that the parents just are there.
1: And the, and the father isn't – isn't show, he's shown to be sort of warm and open and present yeah. in those opening scenes. Um, and then I no one's showed to miss him. But that's also kind of the just complexity of relationships as well where like now, today, someone can behave a certain way. But if you've been related to them for decades, huge amounts of stuff can still build up in a way that maybe that's not present now but it still counts, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's so, still present
0: to you, and I think but that's the
1: what st- tilted me towards liking this movie as well. Is just the way it shows relationships being dysfunctional. I thought it was quite subtle and quite real, and something you don't see very often. You know, like to have this. Fa- yeah, like, I think there's just there's just more obvious structural things you could do to communicate to the audience. Oh, they were strange. Instead of just sort of showing through their bare and thin relationships yeah. that oh, and this family has somehow fallen apart
0: apparent impossibility to talk to each other about anything. yeah
1: no. and they show up there and they're visiting the family oh so everything's fine There's that like sort of bubbly energy the kids are running around but and then there's everyone something superficial lo- about that yeah. which which is which is completely exposed when the father the grandfather has a heart attack and dies and he was clearly a sort of I tent, like a tent pole to this whole structure that then once he's not there everything that doesn't work can't be ignored anymore yeah that's I good. think
0: it's it's sort it's sort of made, um, made clear that maybe the children respect the father a lot more than they respect the mother.
1: You know that would that would have strengthened this a one on one scene with the with the father and one of the adult children, the, showing what their relationship is, just to contextualize their relationship with the mother mm. a bit. Because like it's fine, but yeah, you, I got the sense that this dad is benign and sort of nice, and then he's gone. Yeah. But then he must have been really shitty in some significant ways for there's, everyone else to be so... There's got to be something that's disarray. driven the children away. Yeah. And
0: for the daughter to later on say, you never um, touched me, you never like showed me any, any affection as I was a child to the mother.
1: Yeah, but also, is that, fuck that chick. Like She just needs to get over herself. Like, I
0: think in the film, most of the people need to get over everyone, themselves.
1: Everyone in this film is a shit person.
0: I think the son... Um, has a good sort of character arc where it's at the start of the film he's shown to be just interested in work. He's always taking calls for work, yeah. but while he's on those calls, he's trying to get off of them so that he can be there for his mother whose father's just died. And he's during during trying. the heart attacks, the little bit of heart attack scene, he's like trying to get rid of his kid so he can help his father. And like there's there's mm-hmm. little moments of like this guy's a son. Like he's yeah. like he may hate or dislike his parents but he's still their son.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There are
0: moments where each of the characters come across as though, like mm. they are estranged, but they know that they're still a family and they have to like
1: make an effort. See, that's good subtle complexity that no one's a cartoon character. Yeah. No one's just written light and shade in a way though. I think one of the, the, the weaker aspects of the movie is the way which Daniel Craig becomes a cartoon character at the end of the movie like I feel like his I mean we'll get I to I don't it. think that's built up enough his character the film, does yeah. some real right turns and the acting is good and I think the way the individual scene is written but as an arc I'm like this is now
0: it's a strange
1: I think when you look back at
0: certain certain elements of the film or certain parts of the film you can see mm. things that don't, like where there is a scene earlier on where his eyes are made to be very dark and he's clearly off his face on something. But they don't mm. mention at that point, it's only shown later on yeah. that he's losing his
1: H- way. Having a little bit of that snow cane. Exactly, but like... um, So Daniel Craig is... A, ha- a sort of handyman builder, someone who's never really been able to get his life together that well. He was at college with the adult son very briefly, so they're mates. So that's kind of how he's got him in to build this sunroom at the back of their big, beautiful London house, yeah. and which we'll note takes way too long.
0: To be, he's already almost finished it when the parents get to town.
1: This movie must be over what a few weeks at least. I feel I because in Daniel's
0: interview, four to
1: six weeks.
0: In Daniel's interview in the little featurette we watched, yeah, it states it states that the son, like they sort of got upset with her staying around for so long after the father passed. So there's at yeah. least a couple of weeks in between the passing and then the story kicking off.
1: Yeah. So there's a few there's there's a few weeks in there, and yeah, he makes very little progress on this conservatory, whatever it is they're building out the back. Um, <laughs> it's so but weird. so and so we get Daniel Craig immediately in the movie, like and, two minutes in. And am I right in saying first Daniel Craig beard? I think it's
0: first proper Daniel Craig beard. I think he's had facial hair in other ones, but yeah. it's been when? like scruff.
1: when scruff When?
0: uh obsession.
1: Oh, maybe. Just a little bit scruff though. It's hard to tell. We'll have to watch it again. No, we won't. No.
0: You can. I might watch don't. it again. I don't want Just... you to subject yourself to these things. Okay. All right. We're already you're in a fragile emotional
1: state. I am clearly, because of Daniel Craig already. I am destabilized by this project sufficiently. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't revisit the darker moments in, in the story in the timeline. By all means watch um, the trench again though. So it's yeah. Mm. Daniel Craig, Beard, and I think it's interesting in these movies you can see how he's Obviously, like, in shape, but he just got so much bigger to be Bond. They did that, like, bulk workout on him. Yes. Like, said so he's, he's pretty sort of thin dude. Like, he's
0: athletic in this.
1: He's athletic. I and mean, then he gets, he, like, when he becomes Bond, they he just be- do... He becomes Bond. He just gets that Hollywood treatment. I'm like, <laughs> damn. He Chris Pratt's
0: He Chris Pratt's, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but that's the thing, though. Chris Pratt's, like, a bulky dude. But,
0: well, yeah. I'm, mm. He Captain America's into Bond.
1: But like not not Chris Evans, the character Captain America. Yeah, he Captain America. He gets the Captain America serum somehow <laughs> and becomes James Bond. Um, but he's still and, like,
0: like there are parts of even this film where you're like, yeah, you can see this guy becoming Bond.
1: Yeah, you, you in you like can but all-
0: movements he makes and like the way he delivers things. Yeah, there are parts of him where
1: he's, he's just strange, though, because again, here, as with so many of his other movies, he's playing really emotionally unstable characters. But it's not made which, to seem that way until right at the end. No, but then his bond is someone who who displays emotional instability, but controlled under the surface, so controlled. And that's what's that's what's so fucking cool about it's it. So good, um, <clears throat> and so and they're introducing themselves. The pa- so then the parents. The mother and the father are left with Daniel Craig and the father. Peter that was Born. that was
0: actually one of the moments I liked. Is that as annoying as the scene got where they're all just talking and yelling and there's so much noise when you they really first get to like this like house? It, I hated it. Wow, um, that's, that's a strong word. Not a great. I don't. I don't like that. Okay. But that's fine. That's a better um, way to put it. Uh, so what? Once that was all building up, and everyone just left yeah. real quick. Su- like sudden silence in the house. Silence. It's just the
1: parents. And DC and DC and then um and then Peter Vaughan introduces um, the mother he says he says this is Bobby's mother yep he doesn't say her name he doesn't say this is my wife Daniel Craig he also says, shakes Hello. his hand and doesn't even yeah. try to introduce himself to he, the mother he introduces himself to the father and so that's just I think setting up this is the problem which yep. he has been Confined in this identity in every minute of her life, her as the mother, as so many people, so many women are, you know. So, I thought that was again subtle, but it's all there if you if you want to see it. Um, and then they go and visit the shitty daughter, and this, and so this, and the daughter, she looks like she's what early 30s, she's got a couple of kids, but she's She's still got one kid, she's got one kid, and her house. And I, I like there's a scene later where it's in her bedroom and she's got like fairy lights and stuff. Like it's a teenager's bedroom. Yeah. Just they. I think the set design and, and her costume and everything really just communicated that this person stopped maturing at about 22. And <laughs> Early now, 90s,
0: she stopped maturing. And
1: now it's just <laughs> yeah. a shitty adult. <laughs> and they go, and, and I like that the dad was wearing, he's like, he, he's the generation where he's just wearing a suit. Yeah. He's wearing like a blue suit with a tie to <laughs> just to go and visit his daughter. Like,
0: ah. I like the scene where they walk there and he's shown to be out of breath. And like, yeah. you're, and like you're clearly made to worry about him a little bit. Like, a little bit he ain't going to be around a lot. Angina. They have a family dinner where the son's
1: wife is not invited.
0: And it's just the children, the grandparents, yeah.
1: and. She's not in the movie at all, which I thought was an interesting. She's in like choice. two scenes the yeah. start and the end. And fine, you know, economical choice. She doesn't, yeah. we, we don't need her. Um, and the, and that, She works And lot. We get that one scene of them all interacting as a family. And the father just being a lovely dude. It's yeah. It's like, my greatest achievement is my family. I'm very proud I'm of very you. I'm very proud of all of you. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Seems, Grandfathering. Like, seems like a great dude. Like I think they should have tilted that a little bit. Like Just show him having some flaws.
0: Just have the conversation sort of end with the children being like, where's this coming from? Or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah. But that's that's the thing, though. The fact that the children are sort of resentful and say some horrible things to the mother later on in the movie, I think, in a way, I like that there's no clear justification for that because it also speaks to that real thing of how, A, you can be, like, an okay person and an okay parent and your child is just shit. Yeah. Like, your child just doesn't grow right. grow up just hating you. Yeah, and even even though, like, you didn't abuse them, you didn't do anything terrible, which is like, ah, they're just no good. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Or, or or they or they just and they just have problems in their life mm. and they just decide to blame their parents and it's not the parents fault as far as i can tell sometimes it would be the parents oh, fault as a but parent, there are
0: also many times when yeah. a
1: child is just a little shit as a parent you can definitely harm your child But from what I can tell from the research, if you just show up and create, like, a safe, nice place for them to grow up, you've basically done everything you can. Like, the Latin (laughs) tutoring isn't going to give them that much of an edge. As Like, if you just love them, (laughs) then it's up to them from then on or it's up to their social milieu or their, you know, socioeconomic status. If you, like,
0: support Mm. even part of their lives. Yeah. So... That's a good parenting,
1: unless either of them was in absolutely abusive in a way that is not made clear in the movie. This daughter has no excuse to be behaving the way she is. <laughs> you are awful, mate. So, um,
0: after their dinner, they go back to the son's house and they're asleep. And the father, chest pain. The father gets up, chest pain. There's a mm-hmm. really cool tiny little bit of emotional scene where the son's, yeah. like, flustered trying Bobby's to figure there. out how to help his dad. And he calls out to the mother. He's he like, calls mother! out to the mother.
1: Because she he he can't handle it. He still needs sort of help. Yeah, to, and the, the husband to turns to call
0: to her because he's obviously yeah. been supported by her for yeah. 60-odd years now.
1: And then the husband dies. It's very sad. And then... And this is... We were watching this with Emma. <laughs> and she... Could not handle any of this. <laughs> she was so angry with everyone in this movie the whole time. What? So why are they all doing this? Because <laughs> everyone is still busy. No one is that bothered that the fa- you don't see anyone. So it's grieve. not made
0: to say that there's been a couple of weeks or any point. Of t- it just feels like it's two days later.
1: I think it is, something and they're like kicking that. her out of their house. They don't show the funeral. Am I right?
0: They don't show the funeral, so but it's been at a least cool a few choice. days.
1: I think that's really interesting to just omit that. Yeah, you
0: know? and I think they admit it on purpose because it's to show like the family doesn't care.
1: Well, I think yeah, and I, we also we wouldn't learn anything from that. I think we know everything we need to know about them from these other. If scenes. you could,
0: if you, if the funeral scene had her being not upset, or had one of the children, like it shows the children being upset and she's yeah. just nonchalant about it. Yeah. that had set up things about the characters.
1: I think it's powerful the way in which it's shown that this. Now the son Bobby just doesn't know what to do with his mum, and he feels like he needs to do something. Mm. Like he's trying to get her to just sit in a chair. Like, is that? And they're talking about her having to go into a home. She says well, she talks die. about that.
0: The, their conversation. He drives her home, and then he to where the parents live, and they walk inside and see slippers, and then he takes her to the living room. It's all sad because and Peter he says, Vaughn "Have has a, died. a seat. Have a seat, mum. I'll make you a cup of tea." As as you would, that's that's. But he he's and he's flustered. He doesn't know what to do, and then
1: the the fact that he wants her to sit down is like he's. I need need to be controlled. Like just be in a place. I need to
0: know that you're.
1: Yeah. Somewhere safe, and when she says she's not going to go in her home, he says you can't just wander around. (laughs) Like you need to be doing something, and what you were doing was looking after dad. Now now you've got. We need to find something for you to do. You can't just exist in the world as an (laughs) autonomous person. You know, like, she's lost her identity as the wife who cares for this guy. And so now, like, well, we need to find a new thing for you. We can't let you just come up with something and then do it. It being Daniel Craig. Yeah.
0: And so she says, I'm not going to go into a home. I'm afraid of being an old lady like all of the other wives around here. She wanders
1: around listlessly in a park and in a market. Well, the next next scene
0: shows him... Having taken her home and then he gets back to his house and in she comes. And his she wife is like, back.
1: what? She's like, fuck this. And and it doesn't she... show you, it doesn't show them sort
0: of like mentioning her leaving the house at all. She mm. just decides to go get lost and she wanders and gets flustered in the big city and yeah. winds up eventually at her daughter's place. Yeah. And never goes back to the son's place to live.
1: And she stays with her daughter. Terrible idea. Why a, it's, would a, it's a two-bedroom. Any place. time with this, awful there's woman. no room for her. She sleeps on um, the couch. And um, and then that night, Daniel Craig, bloody comes over, and it's revealed that she, the daughter, is in a relationship with Daniel Craig. They have really uncomfortably loud sex, even though she knows her mother and son are in the house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, the mother, Anne Reed, sort of sees them having a fight, and it's revealed that the daughter is also like low-key violent towards Daniel Craig because he won't say that he loves her. That's sort of brushed away. She's violent a couple of times in the movie. Yes, she is. That's not cool either. Um, then, then, and so initially the mother doesn't like Darren, who's Daniel Craig at all. It's she, made she, to seem that way, yeah. yeah. And there's sort of, there's sort of like class going on as well, where he's the builder and. They're sort of like with the because the son's quite rich, so I think it's, yeah, it's, it's I that think kind of
0: inappropriate. Is she is from the same class that the builder is from, and the son has built himself up something big, so she wants yeah. to protect the son from the builder's class,
1: yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're more sort of middle class, like the dad's wearing that suit. I feel mm. like they're sort of you know office jobs of some kind, although she she's always worked in shops, she says, she said she'd always, but work you know, in that's shops. sort of. Going on as well, and selling shoes. Yeah, it's revealed that Down gets on well with the kids, and he's kind of like a fun guy. I like, i like as
0: he's th- he's made to seem like a good father because it's yeah. it's stated that he has a a son, and yeah, so even though he's estranged from his wife, yeah, that because he lives in the van outside. He still goes home for his son.
1: He has a wife he's estranged from and an autistic son who we never see. We never see. And I thought that was an interesting I thought we'd get to meet this person. I thought if we never meet them, just lose that because like huh.
0: I mean if it, you're it's, trying a, to it's make a thing them, that adds to a character's backstory but you don't if you're not going to see it. Yeah. It doesn't change anything about the film. You like, just see if, him as a dude
1: if you're trying to make your characters unlikable, which I think this film kind of is trying to do, there's plenty to not like about Darren by the end anyway. So that's, <laughs> we didn't really need that. Uh, and then we have the first scene where the daughter is just laying into the mother apropos of nothing as far as I could tell. And like I found it upsetting that- They just say the worst things you could ever say to your parent Mm. in this movie, (laughs) like the daughters get just being self-pitying as she is the whole time, yep, and saying how how difficult it is for her as a single mother, and then and the and the the, Anne Reed is just sitting there just taking all of this, and she's saying, "It was like you had it so good. If I'd had a husband who was earning money for me, I'd be able to do all the things I wanted." Because she thinks she's a writer. I mean, don't we all? And she's just like, I mean, oh, we can all be writers, but you oh, get a job. We're all writers. You also get a job. We're all writers, mate. <laughs> don't be, oh, you're sad. You're not a great, you know, no one's a great, I can what, who do you think you are? Like, what did you want from
0: this life? <laughs> At this point in time, she thinks she's rolling.
1: Ro- yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah,
0: I've had such a hard life too. Why haven't yeah. I written a Harry Potter?
1: She and she does hold. She has Harry Potter later in the in the movie. She's holding yeah. the goblet of fire when she comes <laughs> back from school. Um, and she's like, yeah, and and you and you didn't. What did you do with all of your free time? If I had all the free time you've had in your life, I would have done so much with it. And yeah, and, then, and the mother is like, yeah, I've been unhappy my entire life, and that just makes doesn't make a dent on this awful daughter of hers. <laughs> And yeah, and that's when you see where she's got a bed bedroom like a, a teenager. Um and then she's go she goes back the mother is at the son's house again. Daniel Craig is there. She
0: seems to pop there most mornings.
1: And things are starting to heat up a little bit.
0: She's watched him shirtless for a little bit. Yeah. And drawn him shirtless. Mm. Um it's she's she's sorta of gone there, she says to make him break it off with his, with her daughter.
1: Oh, that's it. The daughter... Because
0: she says to the daughter that she doesn't approve of it. But the daughter's like, no, he's going to leave his wife for me.
1: Yeah, the daughter's like, I should end this relationship with Daniel Craig.
0: In the most unconvincingly stupid way. Yes, I'll end it tomorrow. I should have ended it for... I've wanted to end it for so long.
1: And she, like, sends the mother in to, like, spy on him or something. Yeah. And you then they have their scene. To. And this is where there is some weird scripting where... Where the mother's like, I've been, I was married for as long as I can remember. Um, I just worked in shops, worked in a shoe shop. Daniel Craig is like, oh, everyone, well, everyone needs shoes.
0: You just got to find a thing that everyone needs and then you'll be
1: rich. What else does everyone need? He's just free. (laughs) I wonder if this is Daniel Craig making stuff up. And then they're like, love, love. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's why I'm not rich. He really makes me think about how not rich he is the whole time, which would suck if you were now working for a friend you went to college with who's clearly like a millionaire yeah. and you're building the conservatory. That would I mean, it would rub me the wrong way. Yeah. If any of my friends are much richer than me, I just don't see them. Well, because they decide that they're not going to be a part of your life anymore. Well, also because they don't live around here anymore. But we don't have to get yeah. into it, Isaac. That's Jesus not true i see brenton sometimes um <laughs> <laughs> so rich um good choices and the daughter is vacillating on whether to be with daniel craig and she says another mental thing which is that i'm gonna have a kid with him before it's too late and the mother was like does he want that and she's like he will <laughs> okay. she, she says he will yeah yeah and then she's like no i'm gonna finish with him i'm gonna get liberated and then <laughs> yeah and then and then the mother starts to make a bit of a move because she buys a croissant. Yes. She's out for
0: breakfast and she at, has her own breakfast. At, at Precocious at, or whatever that place is cafe. called. Oh, it's something delicious, Felicitous, yeah. Felicitous, yeah. <laughs> Felicious. I
1: wonder if the place was real. She was like holding the bag with the name Felicitous, like in full view of the camera for like five minutes. Like, That's oh, product placement. This is only the best bakery in Notting Hill. It's Roger only Michelle's the best suburb in London.
0: Roger Michelle's favourite little-
1: Notting Hill. What a place! What a great place to set a film. Am I right? Anyway, want <laughs> to do motion. it, Daniel Craig? Um, yeah. So
0: she brings him a croissant. He eats it he, very loudly in front of her.
1: Yeah, and sexually.
0: Apparently. Yeah.
1: There's there's a, there's a lot of eating in this movie. And they go on a walk together. Yeah. Oh, and he says he, he, he she asks him while he's eating the croissant, "Do you think my daughter's talented?" And he says. Oh, yeah. She's got a beautiful voice when she reads to me. Yeah. And he <laughs> you know. says good luck to her. Yeah, but do, do you think, you know, do you think she'll be a great writer? Like, good luck to her and whatever <laughs> she wants to do. <laughs> <laughs> just making it clear again that their relationship is similarly just got nothing to it. The same as the family relationships. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're having sex and they're kind of in a relationship, but But then he doesn't need to be a part of it. Somehow, everyone in this movie is just like the worst kind of English, where they're (laughs) just completely unembodied and unconnected to what it is they need or what anyone around them needs from them. And so it causes them ultimately their family and therefore their entire structure of like meaning to dissemble in front of them. So think they, about that. They
0: go on a walk. He takes it to a cemetery nearby where a poet mm. is buried. She reads a poem. Apparently it's romantic.
1: Yeah. Then she said, well, sort of, great painter of mankind. Are you going to read the poem? Who reached the noblest point of art, whose pictured morals charm the mind and through the eye correct the heart. If genius fire thee reader stay, If nature touch thee, drop a tear. If neither move thee, turn away. For Hogarth's honoured dust lies here. Stumble on beach, and they kiss by. That last
0: bit wasn't the part of the poem.
1: Last line doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, because that's the next scene where they're walking along the shitty River Thames, and she stumbles, he grabs her, and she kisses him.
1: Yeah. I was going to do the whole thing as a poem, but we...
0: The rest of the whole thing. You wanna read out all no, of the notes as a poem?
1: I could. In the sort of uh, sort of Richard Attenbury Well do it like a deep
0: do it like a um, like a like, like a, a
1: slam poem. I was gonna do it like a Dylan Thomas poem. Fire Old People's Sex <laughs> <laughs> Truth Family London. <laughs> um, and yeah, they they're walking on the beach and they and they kiss. And then she just walks off. And Daniel Craig says, bye. And it's funny.
0: It is. It's pretty good. She kisses him. Yeah. And he takes it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't shown to hate yep. it or Cops not. it on loved. the chin.
1: Yeah. And then she starts wearing kind of brighter colors. And she goes around to see him Going again. with those deep Vs. And now, midpoint of the movie. Bam. The turning point of the movie is when she confesses an affair she once had. So they, in, you know, thereby subtly introducing sex into the conversation. I've step, done it before. Step one. Just so you know, Just, I've done it before. I mean, kind of weird to say now, but it does come up organically. I did have sex with someone once who was not El Husbando. You know what I'm saying? Never saw him again. And she... Just saying. And it's it's interesting. that, that oh. So not only did then her and Daniel Craig start a sexual relationship, but it's really sort of driven by her. She says, come up to the true. spare room. She exerts her sort of agency and autonomy in the whole situation. It's very much driven by her. Yeah. She keeps coming to the house, delivering yeah. him food. She smokes a cigarette just beforehand as well. So there's, there's these, inter- like talking about the affair, smoking a cigarette, these sort of smaller sort of transgressions that sort of open the scene up to much larger what feels like a transgression and yep. is because he's still formally in a relationship with, with, daughter. with the daughter. Um and she says, oh, I, I can't breathe after that. Well, what would happen if you did breathe? Mm. Not a bad line as I'd well. I'd ask you to come
0: upstairs and um, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't say that. It's England. So it is England. It's England in 2003. You, Boink. <laughs> 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 <Ba-pow>. <laughs> <laughs> to do the old London shuffle.
0: <laughs> the no pants dance. <laughs> You want a shag, mate?
1: The horizontal Churchill,
0: as we say. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> the dirty Churchill.
1: <laughs> Give me the old Winston. Stay calm and a spotted dicking. <laughs> <laughs> Stay calm and carry on, if you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> yes, that's on the home front. <laughs> All clear. Nearly. A, <laughs> nearly at platform nine and three quarters. <laughs> Coming into the station.
0: <clears throat> Can we start? Yeah, I think we've done all the good ones. Okay, because I was going to go. I'll pick your
1: dilly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I'd
0: we'll like take, to take a walk in Hyde Park. I'd like to covet that garden. You know what I'm <laughs>
1: Bucking whose palace. I was going to say yeah. Buckingham palace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> emphasizing it. Yeah. Just saying, no, not a pun, just Buckingham palace. Well, it'll it it be... See,
0: if you... If, I don't want to say it correctly because it's bad. Like, I don't want... Don't want like,
1: oh, you want to... Okay. I like, can, I can, buck, yes.
0: keep Buck, but then put your in the middle. Ham palace. Oh, yeah, that's... Exactly. That's I didn't heavy. want to say it, but that, that works really well.
1: Yeah. Better than Fuckingham Palace? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that's the one I was not going to say. But then when I realized you hadn't thought of that one. No, I had- thought. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't make that clear. That's fine.
0: Yeah, she uh, sort of leads it on. Yeah. And she starts the relationship and yeah. keeps it going. Yeah. And then, not very long into the relationship. Oh, there's a, there's one weird moment where they have a sex scene and then afterwards hang around naked for quite a while yeah and it, just the being shot, chill the shot clearly shows the bedroom door they're not being quiet
1: you were very because they're in the I son's house
0: terrified there. that a child the wife the son yeah. somebody was mm. gonna open that door
1: yeah and interesting choices with these uh sex scenes um, as in and, locales or filming uh, I think just in terms of the filming their length things like that no pun intended the, just the sexual positions and because it's you we'll know see. they're important choices for this sort of movie which sort of built around the unusual nature of this sexual relationship um, and the actors were obviously very nervous about it and Daniel Craig apparently was is is very big on sex scenes just always having a purpose in the movie and not being in any way sort of Gratuitous, I suppose Yeah, he doesn't
0: want to just um, People don't deserve just Naked Daniel If you're going to, yeah if, he, if, he wants to he, he will allow you to give Naked Daniel Yeah But there's got to be a purpose
1: Yeah, if you're going to expose, you know The body of Britain's best actor Exactly It's got to be for a thematic and deep artistic exactly. purpose
0: He's not a piece of art for people to ogle at Ogle?
1: Mmm Is that a double G? No, O-double O Oogle. But with, like, one of those Swedish... Yeah.
0: The one of the O's is always capital. Ma-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the other one has two dots over it. <laughs> oh! Um, yeah, yeah. And, so, and yeah, and so they have sex again, but... And mm. then and then they hang... And you it's know like what? she's chosen that as well. Yeah. And like, good chemistry between them. Good acting, yeah. You know? I think... I... I you, like... I bought it. You could see I think, that happening. And I think Daniel Craig's, the way he explains his, how he thought of his character in that interview, I think was quite useful. He says, Darren is someone who, you know, he's not very good at life. He's kind of disordered, but he's full of life and he wants to give pleasure to people. So yeah. he is someone who, he's not just like, he's not just say super turned on by having sex with an older woman. The pros- he, he sort of sees what she's lacking in her life and the prospect of giving that to her motivates him to go into this relationship so, and I think that, I, I really got that from the movie as well.
0: It does come across. Yeah. Daniel reads stuff. Daniel knows how to read stuff. Dan, He's a thoughtful, thoughtful guy. He is
1: Britain's best actor. And. Daniel Craig. Then they have their long sort of post-coital chat. And they're having a bit of a drink and they're having a bit of a chat. Still no one comes in. Just gives him conflict. a massage
0: and says, I've never done this before. Yeah.
1: Like, geez, what kind of relationship mm. did you have? Well, just a shitty English one in the sixties, you know, like an on, like an, an on Chesil Beach type of thing, <laughs> and <laughs> then things like this, and then Emma didn't like this, where she then says, he says, "I want to travel or something," and she says, "I'll give you money." Yeah. To, to I'll do to, that. to get what you she's I think she's getting what she wanted out of life and she's he's like ah oh, I'll do that but I don't have any money and she's like I'll give you some money and that's ob- always a bad idea never give anyone money
0: especially if you, they're uh, just having sex with you
1: yeah yeah unless they're the malaria foundation yep. don't give them money but if Number the malaria one,
0: Foundation is having sex with you that's weird then
1: that complicates it yeah if you're having sex with the malaria foundation uh look at yourself. Like, have Firstly. think about your own choices here mm. um, and then just take money out of the situation until it's resolved. Yeah. And let HR know. Definitely let HR know. And also know. stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of person are you? A hypothetical person having sex with a foundation. Mm.
1: And there's some good, good lines here as well where Daniel Craig is like, oh, you know. I always end up in the shit anyway. Like I'm not that bothered about what happens in my life or whatever. And she says, I've never had enough shit in my life anyway. Like, you know, like her life hasn't been good or bad. It's been nothing. I think is how she feels about it. Yeah. And I think that, and it's, it's, I, it's, I like it's made quite clear
0: to see that she just hasn't yeah. lived.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of why, you know, she's as D says, DC says in that interview, this is kind of Greek, tr- Greek tragedy level, betrayal of her having this relationship betraying with her, her daughter so much her daughter's you know partner kind pseudo of pseudo partner yeah boyfriend but she i think she's kind of feeling destructive like she doesn't she's like yeah this might fuck things up but also whatever like i just rather that happen than nothing happen which is what usually happens mm. which i get like I, that that was kind of a fun thing i do thing get i would have
0: rather with. a little bit more of it to make her seem more destructive and in, and yeah. give her a purpose for being that way yeah. instead of it just being, she's just a little bit destructive.
1: Yeah. Like, like her, she
0: should have had a moment. She had no moments in the film where she yelled at anybody.
1: Yeah. Her performance is great, but yes, they, it didn't explicitly. Like... Its arc was very... I guess, charitably subtle and implied rather than her having a moment of rebirth or, you know, dramatic change.
0: Yeah, well, um, she acts very, very, well, it comes across very well that she is the um, gentle wife, but Mm. it doesn't change. She does things that are adventurous and is made to seem very confident, but she still speaks towards the end of the film. Like the gentle wife. Yeah. And like that's not a
1: quietly and
0: character. Like, there's no moment there are moments in the film where you can see this person, if she was massive and confident, is going through all of these emotional not well changes and becoming Mm. more free with herself, would stand up for herself. Yeah. But she never stands up for herself in the film. People say terrible things to her for most of the film. And she's just like, it's okay, and like darling.
1: over and over again, especially with the daughter. And she never stands up for herself. The, the, yeah, I keep waiting. Yeah, she. You want her to sort of claim her place. Yeah, and I think, in a, 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 but partly in a way, that's the conventional version of this movie, which I think it holds back from being. Like at this point, when she started this relationship with Daniel Craig, it's going to. You think this is going to be about. Um,
0: secret relationship that the kids eventually find out about and it ruins yeah. the family.
1: Well, that, but also you're rooting for, no pun intended, her to, you know, get control of her life. You know, weirdly kind of like, I, I can't think of other examples, like a Walter Mitty type of thing but where you break out of... But at no point was
0: of, I rooting for her because it's made clear that the daughter is at this seeing, at this point for I want was, of a better word. The Daniel Craig character. So you automatically are led to just not like the, the the mother.
1: At this point, I was conflicted, but I was like, well, I'd much rather you be with him than the daughter. The daughter's awful. I'd rather no one be point. with him in the family. Yeah, get out of there, Daniel. You're better than this.
0: Yeah, you got a wife, bud. He- Fix that shit. Yeah. Or leave
1: her. Yeah, yeah. Go, like, put your own house in order, mm-hmm. and then take that shirt off for other people. Exactly. But not just whoever is around. <laughs> um, But at this point you'd be thinking, okay, she's going to gain control of her life. She's going to tell everyone to fuck off and it's going to be great. But there's, it's a, it's an uncomfortable movie because there's no salvation really for anyone in it. At the least only- not in a simple way no. in the timeline of the movie. Cause then, um, after, after that, so they, they're sort of having having sex a few times. The family find out about it quite quickly. The son kind of she's runs been... out of money, which is an important. And then he's having... He's, the, he, she, they find drawings the mother has been doing, which I find quite strange. Yeah, cause... And she's been doing erotic drawings of her having sex with a guy who somehow managed to communicate in the drawing that it's someone working on a conservatory. <laughs> he's real buff. This buff dude with tools... I wonder if that's... And now... Darren. She's fellating him in this drawing... And they and they sort of put two and Felicious. two together. <laughs> a little bit felicitous. <laughs> Great alternative title for the film. And so then and then the daughter goes full crazy. And she's And she asks She doesn't confront the mother about it. Wait, this is after they
0: go to the writing class though. She takes her oh, yeah, mother to her class. writing class that she holds a writing class to teach other people how to be writers because she's such a successful writer. Um, yeah. And she says, I want to introduce someone As to we you. know,
1: what all great writers do is teach writing. Exactly. She says, Only I want on masterclass. to
0: introduce someone from my class to you. What yeah. the fuck? What kind of thing is that? Like, just after this woman's husband died, who you expect her to have... Massively grieve, gr- be massively grieving for. You yeah. say I'm going to set you up with this dude, and it's who turns
1: out to be a fucking weirdo, just some old loser who's not good at writing, like most of us. Or
0: reading his own writing.
1: Yeah, he also he manages to read it in a boring way.
0: He reads it as though he doesn't know what the next word is.
1: Yeah, but he wrote those words. But I liked all of that. You I know. didn't. But but I'm not saying I enjoyed looking at it. I'm saying <laughs> this is it's achieving what it's setting out to achieve. I
0: guess, but see, I would have, like that guy, if the people in this writing class, are they supposed to be wanting to be writers? Uh, yeah, I guess. Are they uh, capable of reading their own writing?
1: Well, but, not like, him, people he's who, a weirdo, and pe- that's what we're meant to think about him. People who you meet who want to be writers. He's meant to be the opposite of Daniel Craig, that is his role in <laughs> the story. He clearly is the opposite and of Daniel Craig. And he clearly is. He's
0: old, balding. Yeah. Daniel Craig will never um, be balding.
1: The daughter, rather than confronting the mum about her <laughs> affair, that's been no, he never will. He never will. He never oh, will. the mother writes. He will die
0: with at that at the hair. writing class. The mother writes like the the mother also joins in in the writing session and does a little thing about how when she when her kids were younger, she used to hate having to put them to bed because she hated them because they took her life away, and then she used to just put them in their cots, wow. leave the house, go walking for a while, and not even help them. And then she would get home and they'd already be asleep and she would hate herself for doing that. And she talks about contemplating killing herself at this time and that she never got over
1: those cries. Emotion. I think that's what's going on a lot in this movie is a lot of the characters don't, there's, even though the characters say a bunch, there's a lot that's... Like her shitty daughter says too much, and she never Way says, too much. and she has never said enough. Like the communi- there's the community, like it's sort of ironic that in the there's those scenes where everyone is talking, but there's no communication no. going on, and she's never even been able to, communic- to communicate to herself or admit to herself how she actually feels about, which is just you know, it's a feature of society forever and maybe yeah. slightly less now. But definitely when she and her husband would have been having their children. So, and there's, and, mm. there, and there is, you know, there's sort of a hopeful, sort of redemptive quality to the idea that you could still change and transcend all of that later in life in your 60s. Mm. Uh, but I think it's the, pa- I think the power of this movie is that it dangles that in front of you. Well, when she does that, it makes it complicated and real and doesn't, mm. and the, the, there's no easy path out here. When she does that reading, you get a moment where you see the daughter
0: and you're like, is this something that's going to affect you as a character? But the daughter is shown to just not have enjoyed what her mother just said at all.
1: The daughter isn't listening to anything anyone else says the
0: whole time. because she just cares about herself. Yeah. And the D. The DC. The D, well, I mean. The D of the DC. The D of the DC, yeah. Yeah. I mean.
1: Darren. Oh, I found her insufferable. Sufferable. Um. (laughs) So rather than confront her mother about the affair she's having with her boyfriend, the daughter sets up a double date with the weirdo from the writing class. They go back to the... Who cares? He has a name, but we don't give a shit. They go back to that place by the river, which... Is that where they meet their agent in Bohemian Rhapsody?
0: (laughs) That wouldn't surprise me, but I don't know.
1: Because it looks exactly like that. It could be. People use the same places to film films. DC's wearing a cool brown leather jacket, which Mm. I liked. Don't get enough of that. Sitting
0: sideways on the chair instead of, like, looking at the table. Yeah, Because he's clearly uncomfortable. Kind of like an RAF pilot, leather jacket, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And then the daughter does something else stupid, and she tells all the people at the table that the son is broke. Just lets that news slip, doesn't like... We wouldn't keep your brother's secret. Or, like, you wouldn't, like...
1: She doesn't care about anything. She no, care about any, she just anyone says, oh, he's herself. broke. You're probably going to be out of a job yeah. soon, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and basically, they, yeah. Kind of, they kind of go out for drinks and blah, blah, blah. Let's cut through this. She yeah. ends up going back to the old weird guy's Who place. Who we will call Bill. Okay, sure. She goes back to Bill's place and I he...
0: And do you want me to check? No, it's fine. And he lives in a massive house.
1: Not even on here. Gives her some wine. And they have the weirdest most uncomfortable passionless sex i think there's ever been committed to film what
0: <laughs> it's kind of also that she doesn't show at any point in the scene any that interest. she's into it no. he puts his hand on her face he and basically is... leads her to the bedroom yeah it's uncomfortable. He yeah,
1: he is not very good at any of it. But I I and you wonder like, why are you doing this? And you can imagine what she's thinking, Well, I probably shouldn't be with old DC. Maybe this is an option and she kind of goes but through with that. But she makes
0: no mm. like no conscious effort to do any be a part of it. To, no, she doesn't really want to be there. she sits on but, the bed while he think, takes his clothes off for a very long time.
1: Yeah. And this is a you know, and it, it's another sort of interest. You know, interesting sort of complexifying of the whole thing where yeah she said this sexual reawakening, but that entails some sexual experiences that are pretty shit as well as some that are great. So you know like again, there's no easy path out of you know the cage we build for ourselves, you know. Emotion. So that was horrible. It, and then, it, we got to see a lot of cool facial expressions from the guy, though. Oh, the P, her POV shot at the dude while it's, it's occurring. Uh,
0: it's That's going to stay with
1: me. That's going to take a while to shake. It's not something I wanted to see. It's not something that I thought was going to come up in our Daniel Craig Filmography podcast. No. I thought this was going to be way more fun. But it was fun. also
0: like a small montage.
1: Yeah. there were It, 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 it cut to different... Parts of of the of the proceeds. Let's think about this. If we had known this is what we'd end up talking about, <laughs> would we have started this? <laughs> no. She doesn't stay
0: the art, night. Art. It's okay because it's art. She this is all art. gets back to her daughter's house and, and the, the sun... daughter has locked the door with the little chain. So she unlocks it with a key oh, yeah. but can't open it and then sits there for a few minutes going,
1: Paula... Open the door, and the daughter's just and, and now now the daughter is just like a serial killer. She's just like she's like all wild eyes. She's like, "Do you love me?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> the mum wakes up in the night and she's burning all of her writing. Good fucking riddance, I say. <laughs> And she's saying, "You, you know, you never, you never thought I could be a writer, anyway. You know, you thought, you know, you always wish I was a different person." I was like, "Well, that's entirely understandable. Maybe that's because you're shit. Like, if people around you think, if you think everyone around you wishes you were a different person, maybe not always, but maybe that's because you should be different. <laughs> maybe you should change. Yeah, just like, like the the mum <laughs> is going through so much at different points." And the daughter, like, explicitly says at one point, that's enough about you, what about me? <laughs> like, this woman who never, barely even speaks, and it's clearly just, admittedly, like, you know, not not through a sort of act of conscious devotion, but in a kind of passive, neutral way, has devoted her whole life to... To, to raising a family to raising and then taking family. care of a, of a, of a decrepit yeah. husband. Um, to then accuse that person of being overly focused on themselves... <laughs> is like a shocking thing to say. And but again, I think it it, it's a really like subtle thing to point out that you sure you can spend your whole life ostensibly looking after this family. But if that's not like a fully articulated expression of your desire in the world, then there's gonna be something hollow about it that doesn't that doesn't translate into, you know, sort of a strong relationship with those people. That's a bleak thing to think about. It is. You could spend your whole life on something and it doesn't even like pan out too much because you didn't do it in the right way. Think about that. It's fucked up. You know? It's fucked up. It's like you you build a house and they're like, oh, wrong bricks, and it just falls over.
0: By this point, it's not stated, but the daughter clearly knows that the mother is sleeping with Daniel Craig. she still hasn't. And the mother knows that the daughter
1: knows. Yeah, and then the son confronts her about it. Because of this weird night. Yes. and he and he's like i can get you counseling <laughs> because obviously an older woman in a sexual relationship <laughs> needs psychological help <laughs> to correct this um and and he and then he gives the first he's the first person to give an indication that not everything's right with darren because he's like darren's easily distracted and he's quite strange really yeah which when he said that i thought well I haven't gotten that sense from the performance or the way it's presented, but it really turns out to be true. It did not, not too long after that. Daniel turns up eating McDonald's, and the son finally loses it at the fact that the conservatory has made no progress throughout this entire film. He's <laughs> like, "What are you doing out there except for like shirtlessly sanding things that never seem to play any role in the wider <laughs> structure? <laughs> Why are you always here?" And they have a bit of a fight. And then apropos of nothing, Daniel is snorting coke in the in the conservatory. <laughs> which is really something that maybe it was hinted earlier on and I didn't get it. I think but, it tried to, but I don't think it did enough. Because look, there's one thing to be, you know, enjoying a lovely bit of cocaine as a treat. But to be doing it. Whilst you're at your also workplace at like handling two power in, tools or surrounded by power tools at two in the afternoon, <laughs> that's a different kind of person and it not is. who I thought was our potential and hero in the story.
0: Straight after, like, right, he's he's shown her that she's in the room and then she hits on him a little bit and says,
1: She's trying, yeah, and then he turns around and says some very sexually explicit things, trying to get it encourage go. her into some felicit, felicitous behavior, Yep. Um. And then he brings up the money again.
0: Yes. And, and she says, yes, I'll, I'll happily pay
1: for you to go somewhere. And then she says, I'll get you a ticket. Yeah. And the miscommunication has been he thought she was saying he'd, she'd give him a shoebox of cash. And she was like, well, no, we'll go somewhere. But Together. I'll I'll pay for you to go there. And he loses it. Partly probably because he's high, <laughs> and also now clearly kind of unstable. but <laughs> like the way in which he loses it in this scene is indicative of like a disordered mind at quite like a significant level. yes, um or indicative of
0: apparently showing us all that he's been like. Closeted upon for the entire film, where he's been forced to not let his
1: emotions show. Yeah. but no, nowhere have we been shown that. Well, and I think it's also difficult as well. So I think a lot of what is getting to him in that scene is actually to do with his relationship with his wife, who we've yep. never seen. Because um, Andrew also- is like, we'll we'll go, we'll get a plane somewhere, we'll go on a trip, and he's like, I can't get on a bus, let alone a plane. Like he's very restrained by his home life. That, but we've never seen it, so he's furious sort of about that Mm. he's furious that he feels like she's lied to him he's furious that the daughter is manipulating him into getting like leaving his wife to be with her yeah and he's furious that he has that he's poor yeah so that sort of comes back into it he says why does everyone have money except for me it's like well it's probably because you never seem to follow through on anything um i mean apparently i mean not to not to attribute, you know, complex processes to, you know, just individual psychological factors. Things are more complex than that, but also <laughs> Again. Everyone Be in an th- adult no one in this movie just reflects on themselves. Not even the mother. In a way, no. Because she after just this happens, stuff.
0: she still spends the entire time while he's yelling and destroying the gazebo room. Yeah. She says Darling, it's okay.
1: And she's trying to calm him yeah. down for whatever reason. So yeah, I found that weird that she sort of tries to comfort him in a kind of maternal way. It's and, weird. And so Daniel Craig gets really upset and he smashes what little progress he's made on this conservatory <laughs> to <laughs> bits. So now we're really back at square one. God knows what Bobby thinks when he's gonna see this. He's like, finish it. You you've destroyed what you had done. Brilliant.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then it goes to the next scene. When she's decided she's going to leave?
1: Well, there's a weird bit where she holds a knife and contemplates suicide again.
0: Oh, God.
1: Which, you know. Okay. Um, And then the daughter shows up. And it's just, I mean, I'm kind of getting sick of it. She's
0: still holding the knife as well when the daughter walks into that room. Daughter daughter
1: mentions nothing. Daughter does not notice her mother is holding a knife about to kill herself. And basically says, um, I can't say I've ever loved you very much. You've only (laughs) ever done the minimum for me what the fuck? <laughs> I, I was breathtaking by this. Like, and, um, and then the mom said, is there anything I can do? And the daughter acts like she's never been asked that before. And then she says, oh, finally. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I would like to punch you in the face. And then the, the and mom, the mother just goes now. Yeah. Like in a, in a different slash better slash more conventional movie, yeah, that would at le- at least then would have been when the mother went. You know what? Fuck you, and fuck everything about you, and how and and <laughs> how the, dare and you? And the shitty horse you rode in on, <laughs> and fuck off, Frankly, yes, you are a terrible writer because, of course, you are. Look at yourself. And I'm thank God you burnt all that writing because imagine if someone had accidentally read some of it once.
0: (laughs) Imagine if your son read it and realized.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least now you can pretend some of it wasn't that bad. And then she should have punched her in the face.
0: She should, or
1: like she should have glassed her. At this point, I'm like, (laughs) she's
0: got the knife already. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Flip that thing around. So the she stands up. And the daughter just punches her in the face. Yeah. And then it goes to the next day when she's back at the brother's house. The daughter's with she her. goes
1: around there, And this is one little thing I thought was quite nice is that Daniel Craig is still working on the conservatory. Finishing it off. And Bobby is doing it as well. Hmm. He's helping him, which I thought is an interesting...
0: I think it's both helping him because he wants to finish it quickly, but also... Finishing it quickly so they can get Daniel Craig out of the house. That as
1: well. It's a bit of a character thing as well. You know, there's that scene in Community where, oh. where Arbord has a storyline in the background of the scenes. Yes. I feel like Bobby's character has a storyline in this movie and it's just <laughs> in the background of every scene. And if you just pay attention to what he's doing, you can see an arc. I think he has more of an arc than the other characters that are in <laughs> because it Because I more. think he de- he develops a little more. He changes other, a yeah. lot. Because um, I, th- I think his character's written quite well too. Yeah. Um, um, and then there's a, a shot of her, a, another POV shot of her walking out of the house. She's leaving now. She's going home, and it's just sort of making the point that everyone is getting on with their own shit. Without yeah, the her. kids sort of say goodbye. Again. Oh, you're leaving, and then they just go back to their television. Right, see you, bitch. And Daniel
0: just, Craig waves at her, but she doesn't do anything. The daughter doesn't even look at her. Yeah, and the, the daughter-in-law's
1: like, oh, like, "Oh, you're going. See you, mum. Bye." I'm not that bothered. I was never really even in this movie. The son, I think, is the one who's like. Bye, mum. Come visit again soon. He seems to connect the most with the fact that she's leaving. But it's just, I think, it's kind of showing that even though she's gone through what she's gone through, it hasn't made any impact on the wider... No. Like, the way that family was behaving when her and the husband walked in at the start of the movie... Is the same. ...is exactly the same now Mm. after they're leaving. And then just the very end of it shows her leaving the her home home again. She gets home. Packs, yeah, she packs a bag and she just leaves. Maybe going off to buy that ticket she was going to buy with Daniel Craig and sort of discover a new life. And so it's very sort of ambiguous and unresolved, mm. which, I, which I like, but I think the whole the thing could have just been a little bit punchier. Yeah. Um, And that's the film. And that's the film. I like, um, I read uh, Roger Ebert's review. Of
0: this film? Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is.
1: Roger, Ebert. Who's Roger Ebert? Ebert, he's one of the most famous, or like the one of the biggest film reviewers of all time. Okay, he passed away a, a while ago. Okay, but um, he sort of he was one of the leading film critics of the last like 20, 30 years, I reckon. And so I read, looked back on his review of this, and he says, um, "Familiar with the conventions of fiction, we expect to like someone in this movie." In the middle stretch we might like May and Darren even while we are aware of something not right in their relationship it isn't the age gap it's something trickier but by the end there's nobody to like we're faced with the possibility that to truly know someone is to wish you knew them less Oof. that's intense and i think that's the he's a writer that's, that's some good writing isn't yeah. it don't burn that roger <laughs> put it on the internet and i think that's a that gets to some of the the, the tension here where the standard version of this movie is people are apart. Through the conflict of the film, they come together. But as people learn more about themselves and each other, it doesn't work. They should have stayed apart. And they end up ever more atomized at the end. And is that, is that just these are the wrong people and you could be close with someone else or you're never going to be able to be close with anyone? Yeah. And
0: there no one's close at the start of the film. Like, no, throughout the entire film, no one is shown to be close to each other. Not even the wife and the husband. No. Because
1: she keeps walking ahead of him. Yeah, well, you never, yeah, as in, um, yeah, oh, yeah, like the mother and the father. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they never interact. Bobby, the son, you never really see him interact with his wife. No. Distance. Everyone is ultimately alone. Well, that's depressing. Why do you want to put that on the list? Okay, time, its ranking time. So, as people may know, we are not ranking Daniel Craig's films individually out of ten or some basic shit like that. We are we creating an overall ranking of Daniel Craig's movies from best to worst. All right. So, do you want me to start from the bottom? So, this is number thirteen. This is episode thirteen, film thirteen. Yeah. Well, movie thirteen. One of them is on Patreon. So, is it better? Just gonna keep bringing that up. Yeah. Than Obsession. Uh, So at the bottom of the list is Obsession. I say this is better than Obsession. I agree. Is it better than Love and Rage? I would say this is better than Love
0: and Rage. Undoubtedly. Is it better than a kid in King Arthur's court? Well, Daniel would think so, and so, so must I. (laughs) Is not it better than I dreamed of Africa?
1: Yes, because it's not boring. Can I
0: say that? Yeah, it wasn't boring at any point.
1: I think that is a strength of this movie, is that the story it's telling could very easily be boring, especially to people as desensitized and jaded as us. But I was not <laughs> bored. Is it better than Hotel Splendid?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is it.
1: Peter Vaughn in that? No. no. Who's the dad in that? Dead. No, the mother's dead. Oh, shit. No, I, I think don't think Peter it's Peter Vaughn. I don't think it is, though. No, I was the I was a different guy. Please wait while we Google this. Please wait while we Google this. Yes, it is. It is. Yep. ho. Oh. the welcome return. Of they Peter got to Bond. work together again. Yeah.
0: Is it better than Lara Croft Tomb Raider? Yes. Yeah.
1: What about Sharp's Eagle? Okay. Now the rubbers meeting the road. I would say yes. This is better than Sharp's Eagle. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I think. Is it because we got
0: a little bit more of DC? I, I feel as though the DC we got in Sharp's Eagle was a little better than this. Um, like he had less mm, to do. I know. I he wasn't given much.
1: I think this. I think this DC is better. I think what this. I think. I think Sharp's Eagle is is I think it skillfully accomplishes something that is ultimately apart from its having to be a historical setting quite basic whereas i think this is quite advanced in terms of it as and a study of, of human nature and relationships yep. so yeah what about elizabeth
0: is this better than the modern classic elizabeth <laughs> this is
1: yeah this is this is when things start to get tricky cuz that's kind of where i want to put it you feel like it's there Below below Elizabeth.
0: Below Elizabeth. I just feel that Elizabeth is a better film overall.
1: And the power of one is better. And the trench is better. The trench is better. Some, Some voices, voices is, is better, better. And the registration is better. Do you agree with I can with- I can see I can see where you're coming from. My instinct was to put it higher. Where but I'm wrestling be- with like I'm biased towards it because of all the Englishness. There's a lot of Englishness in Elizabeth, but it's just older Englishness. And I really respect what this movie is doing as well.
0: (laughs) I do too, but I think you can still do this movie and write characters that are likable. And I don't think. But it's not a weakness of it that they're not likable. Purposely writing characters, and maybe it's not purpose, but purposely writing an entire film where you don't like any of the characters is kind of a weakness.
1: I don't think that's necessarily a a weakness. You don't? No, because if if that's what you're trying to do, like that's. But is that just poor storytelling? Uh, no, I I don't think so. Okay. Would I don't you feel like... the need to like anybody in a in a story to get a lot out of it. Would you like because to put I this because you're uncomfortable because if you if no one in the story is likable if you identify with any aspects of their experience that would imply something about yourself that you ultimately do not like. That's well. That is not, intense. You know, is this podcast also causing you to confront some aspects of your
0: no? Own I just don't like people in general. That was a lie. I do
1: like people. No, you said it, Isaac. It's Would okay. you like it to be I think, higher I think, than Elizabeth? I think that is very much somewhere at the base. I think I think your dislike for a lot of people that <laughs> I think you have a degree of like just un discomfort with expressing your dislike and maybe your anger yes. with the people around you and 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 until you can really let that out more that's gonna be a barrier for you in your in your self actualization. Yep. And I hope to resolve that by the end of this podcast. <laughs> so we're gonna put it above Elizabeth. It's better, Craig. Okay. It's above Elizabeth. But it's not a better movie than Elizabeth. <laughs> I feel weird, to be honest, I feel weird putting this below the Power of One and the Trench, to be honest. But we
0: already put those above Elizabeth. Yeah. So does that make this better than Elizabeth? Maybe
1: Elizabeth should be higher. <laughs>
0: I but think I... I. You think this is better than the Power of One? Because I don't.
1: Kind of. like The Power of One is so epic in its scale... But, yeah, and also but, there are no bad performances in The Power of One. No.
0: There's no daughter who can't really act yelling at her mother.
1: I I do not know what you're talking about. With the bad acting- She could not. I do don't know what it you're saying. It was not believable mate. at all. I, d- I believed it. It just was I don't know what you're saying. Everybody else okay. in the
0: film except the daughter and the mother I, had
1: charisma. I w- Okay. This is a joint ranking. I feel like it's higher. Okay. But we will reach a consensus. <laughs> Write us in, guys. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, let us know if you disagree with this ranking. Okay. This where- is, is going to get so hard. Where do you want to put it? By the end. I, but where I want to put it calls into, calls into question the entire ranking. You want it to be better than Elizabeth, but not better than... I now think we need to put Elizabeth third. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then this fourth. Okay. You really think Elizabeth is better than The Trench, though?
1: As a movie, it is. Maybe mm. we've just created in our mind the idea that Craig is really bad in that. Maybe he's good. He improved that whole scene on the beach. They talk about that in that GQ article, where he was meant to just drown the guy, but then he what he improvised was beating his head in with a rock, first of all. Yeah. And it burst him onto the, onto the scene, you know? All right. And, and... Barbara Broccoli and the other bloke, the producers of Bond, they say they saw him in Elizabeth, and that was the first thing that made them think he could be Bond.
0: In Imagine Elizabeth. that. Yeah, just Oof. the
1: intensity of his walk. So maybe, even it is though a very he's given walk. such a small role, he invested it with so much such a dense power that it ultimately got him the role of Bond. So are we changing the ranking? So and for the first, Elizabeth third, for the first time, we're going to pretend. Could we, if we agree, change the ranking? Yeah, let's do it. So Elizabeth is now third. Okay, and this movie is now last. No, I'm sorry. And this
0: movie is fourth. Okay, the mother is fourth. Is it? Do you really feel comfortable with that, Sam? This is impossible. <laughs> I still don't think this is a better
1: film. Then, at least just the isn't. trench. I don't know. I've got. I've kind of. I've gone cold on the trench. The longer we've gotten away from it, <laughs> maybe we should watch it again. No. No. Okay. No. Fuck it. We're leaving everything where it is, and we'll just put this sixth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nothing changed. Nothing
0: changed. Disregard everything of the last five minutes. I bet you're glad. You this is in. now the sixth best.
1: Daniel Craig film we've yeah. ever watched. And the top five are Elizabeth, The Power of One, The Trench, Some Voices, Road to Perdition. Bam. Yeah. That's some good Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Also okay. Just good films. Okay. But that may change next week. Next week when we talk about the next movie, yeah. who knows? It'll be an entirely different world. Um, cool. We did it. We did. We Thank talked about you. a film. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening everybody.
0: Um if you really really want to watch a film about family betrayals where family you betrayals. don't love anybody hit it up. If you want to not like Daniel Craig for 2 hours.
1: If you want hit it up. Yeah, if you want to kind of intentionally sort of cold sour feeling inside Mm. where you thought it was going to be like a potentially heartwarming story about an older woman do you discover finding herself yeah and
0: then finding a way to to move on from her husband's
1: death but then but then have that taken away from you by like the harsh complexities of human relationships the The mother is for you go to one of the movies from the director of notting hill (laughs) Um, not notting hill Apparently, no, but not Notting Hill. That one real different vibe, (laughs) Um, very different vibe. Okay, cool. Uh, We talked about the Patreon at the beginning. We did. We talked about it. Check it 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 out. Get all our bonus episodes. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Exceptional Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Exceptional Thieves. You can follow me on, I guess, Twitter at s underscore Brookfield or Instagram. It's Samuel Brookfield. Oh, really? What about you, bro?
0: You can find me on Instagram at the Terms and Conditions Band. And also. And also, just my personal account, but I'd rather you didn't. Okay, it's Isaacs
1: Tibbs, two A's, two B's. <laughs> Give him a follow. Comment. Comment something creepy, like, you know, you have cool curtains, something like that. I don't actually have cool curtains. Okay, that narrows it down. You're looking for a house without cool curtains. Exactly. Not at least. That cuts out two-thirds of the possible I've got a houses. cat in
0: most of my windows. It's the same cat. He will follow you.
1: Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you to Ryan Sim for our oh, artwork. Oh, yes, Ryan. And thank you to the Vivisectors for our music. They're a Russian <laughs> surf band who... Um, oh, I'm going to find more Vivisectors facts. I'll have them for next time. Good luck out there, everyone. Credits music on. Develop more more meaningful relationships with your family. Otherwise,
0: don't let them become estranged. Otherwise, they won't sleep with the dude you're
1: seeing. Yeah, and just because you like talk to them a lot doesn't mean that you actually have, you know, a meaningful contact with them. Like dig dig below that. Talk about your real feelings. Think about think about your dreams. You know, think about what you, what you are, what you are foreclosing in the way you interact with the world, and think about tone as well think about what you're doing and the kind of tone you're trying to make and whether you've inadvertently made it very sort of heavy and weird and whether you should change that (laughs) i know that's what i'll be thinking about later tonight bye